back to the Valerie V Show. And today we're going to take a little bit of a diversion from what we normally talk about. Usually we're all business and marketing and things like that. But one of the things I've learned along the way in my 10 years is that I don't take the greatest care of myself. And I certainly don't have the eating habits that I should have. And it didn't start with being an entrepreneur. It started the day I was born. So, <laughs> so what I've learned... Um, is that changing some of the ways that I treat myself and some of the ways that I eat helps me be a better entrepreneur. And I can tell you, we are in, um, we started this show officially. Now, we've been doing webinars for years and years. But we started this show officially, I guess, beginning of the year. I committed to it. And we are at episode 68 to 75 here, somewhere in there by the time this goes live. And um, this is a daily commitment, and it adds to the stress, and it adds to all the things that I normally have to do. So I ran across someone who has helped me tremendously, him and his whole team, and his name is Daniel Thomas Hind, and he is amazing. And I want to introduce you to him because as entrepreneurs and as healthcare professionals, and you all know who I'm talking about out there, I'm pointing at you, we don't take good care of ourselves. We take care of everybody else around us, but we're not really good at taking care of me. So I uh, started reading Daniel's information and started reading and, and following all the great advice that he gives. And by the way, you can also read all of his stuff too. Um, it's free, some of it, and some of it's not, but we'll get all to, to all of that. Um, and it just made a huge amount of sense to me. So one of the weird things I do now pictures of everything I eat. Sounds kind of weird, but boy, does that hold you accountable? Because if you don't want to take a picture of it, you probably shouldn't be eating it. Mm. So I would like to introduce to you, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. How are you? I am so well. Thank you for having me, Val. I really appreciate you. No problem at all. I mean, you know, the last, I've probably been following you for two or three months and I am so impressed with the, uh, um, the, the way you present the information. You know, you can, I, you know, obviously I've tried every diet there is known to man. Charlie and I have tried everything. <laughs> but this resonated with me. Instead of it being a diet, we're talking about what's up here and what is making me want ice cream every time there's something good or bad happening. <laughs> So mm -hmm. having said that, tell us about your services and your product, Evolution Eat, and tell us your story, because I think people need to hear this. <laughs> cool, yeah. Um, so hi, guys. Name is Daniel, as Valerie said. I'm the founder of Evolution Eat, which is, um, which is my baby. God, I've been doing this for Coaching for five years now, we've been, we've been going with Evolution Eat. The first iteration was four years ago. So this has been my lifeblood, my life work. Um, we do diet a little differently. Um, we help people transform their relationships with food and create healthy eating habits that last a lifetime. So while we're interested in helping you lose weight and, you know, do all that sexy stuff that most diet companies would push your way, 
What I'm really interested in is helping you do this forever, helping you actually live this way forever. So I think of the work that we do more as skill development than I do like goals, like, like, like goal reaching. Um, so healthy eating is a skill that you practice and develop, not a goal that you accomplish. I want, I'm, gonna say, I'm just saying that so that you can repeat that over and over again. Healthy eating is a skill that you develop and practice and not a goal that you accomplish and then likely forget about, right? The way that we go on diets is by trying to accomplish this goal, lose 30 pounds within three months or whatever, right? It's, it's typically there's a weight measure and there's a time sensitivity or urgency to it. Oh, yeah. And whether we're successful or not in doing that, most people end up not being successful. Some do. Either way, all you learn to do is to operate within those very narrow lanes of what the diet has you like tells you to do so that once life happens beyond your diet, like if you go on a vacation or you're traveling or you're just trying to be social with friends or family or you feel sick or you have this huge project at work that was unaccounted for and you feel really stressed out, when life comes and throws you curveballs, which it always does because that's what life is, it's not a narrow straight lane, we often sabotage ourselves because we were only taught, we only taught ourselves to accomplish and succeed within those narrow lanes of the diet and that's often why we then give it up. And because of the way that we go about dieting, which is that we have to be absolutely perfect or else we're not doing it right. Uh, I just had a call with a potential new one-on-one client and he's a very successful entrepreneur and his attitude is I gotta get it. You know, once I'm in, when I'm committed, I'm fully committed. And I go, I got it. And there's, there's nothing wrong. Like that's great. But we can also approach this as if you're learning something, not just trying to jam the outcome immediately, right? So a clean and quick way and fun way for me to explain this that I think would have this land for anybody who's listening is like, if you're approaching living healthily and eating healthily as a skill that you practice and develop, it's kind of like learning how to play the piano. And if you were kind of learning how to play the piano, then you wouldn't expect to be able to play Mozart on day one right? You would aspire to that. Maybe that's why, oh, that's why you want to start playing, but you wouldn't be able to do that. (laughs) Despite your like grinding it out and forcing yourself to learn it as quickly as possible, it won't happen. Mozart couldn't play Mozart on day one. Why would, why would you be able to, right? Right. If we approach this whole thing like that as a practice area, then it kind of takes the pressure off of us having to get it all right all at once. It doesn't mean that you don't have to be committed or that we can't, uh, or that you don't want to feel motivated, but um, it has you actually learning something and learn how to adopt this in your life, not just try to fit some instructions, some blueprint that somebody else wrote at some other time with completely different circumstances than, than what are your life, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. You know what? And, and that is so apparent because one of the things that, um, that we do is there's a Facebook group, a private Facebook group, and we can talk to each other. And in that group, um, I am a 47-year-old mom with three triplet girls, a husband, and I run a business as an entrepreneur. I'm very, very busy all the time. And there are people who are no kids in college, no kids adults. Um, kids are grown and out of the house. There are people of all age groups, and so we're not trying to 
space. And, and so the, the object of the game is to find out what works for you as opposed to taking one, you know, the peg and, and square peg and fitting it into the round hole. It doesn't always work that way. And the skill development, um, it, it, it lets you relax for a minute and say, you know what? Okay, if I screw up today, that's all right. But if I'm going to stay on this path, I got to know that that wasn't the right choice and why I made that choice. So I, I, I really like this approach because it doesn't have to be everything right now, today. You ease into it. It lets you relax a little bit. So tell us why you want to speak to entrepreneurs in particular. I think I know, but you tell me. You tell us all. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, because one, I am an entrepreneur and I get how, even though, so God bless you, Val, for having a family and many kids and for doing the work because I'm just, I'm a single bachelor here in, in Los Angeles and that feels hard enough, right? That's like challenging and stressful enough. So to have all of that as well that you can be with, I mean, I really think of entrepreneurs as people who are expanding their capacity to be with more and more and more and more. And the more successful you are, you're expanding your capacity to be with it in a way that to outsiders quite literally feels impossible. So you're, you're well expanded beyond me at this point, just all that you're taking in on a daily basis. And because you take in so much, because you're so committed to your purpose and to your mission that you're at it every day, it takes so much responsibility to build a business and then to build a successful business where you now bring on team members. It's not just yourself. There's so much stress and responsibility and I understand what that's like. Um, and we often use food, we people often use food to channel all that energy, all that stress. A lot of people, myself included, and I'll, I'll get to my story real quick, a lot of people eat in order to feel better, right? Like this is not, this is not bizarre, this isn't, this isn't new to anybody. We manage a lot of our stress through eating, through anything that's quick and easily available. And with food, it's right in front of us all the time, or it's just, you know, there's an app away. I can order anything on my phone and it can get to me immediately. And if you live in a city or you can just walk outside and get something immediately. So we often um, are ill-equipped to deal with all the energy, all the stress, all the demands that are coming at us at every which angle. We have so many phones, we have so many screens so many meetings, so many people just like throwing themselves at you. And then with the internet, just all this information always coming at you. It's more than we were evolutionarily like built to be with quite literally. So of course we get overwhelmed and stressed out. And when, and when we are overwhelmed, we often make choices to satisfy that overwhelm, to satisfy either the exhaustion or the pain or the loneliness or the, ah, right. And like, we want something to make us feel better. And so deep down motivationally humans make choices to either relieve pain or to um, seek pleasure. And it's, those are like really two base drivers that influence all of our decision-making. So given what I just said, the food is, Food is ubiquitous. It's always, uh, it's always available. It, companies engineer food to be addictive, the unhealthy <laughs> food to be addictive. It makes sense that we're constantly looking to food or reaching for food to make us feel better. So even if you're an entrepreneur who's extremely successful or who's just starting, it doesn't, doesn't matter. When you're constantly putting yourself that much energy out there, you're, we're, 
going to be overwhelmed from time to time. And you don't just have to be an entrepreneur. I just happen to click with them. And I'm really in support of people who are purpose-driven and mission-based. Like those are my people. And so I love to be able to serve them as well. My mission is to serve, is to, is to help people to change the conversation around dieting and health and, and healthy living. Um, so that's my purpose. That's my mission. And if I can connect one-to-one with people like that, then that's, um, that's amazing. So uh, the last thing I'll say about all this is like, Food is addicting. Food is ubiquitous. We live in overwhelm often, especially when you're an entrepreneur and you take so much responsibility on your shoulders to create and produce. And if you have a family, my God, um, it's very difficult to make healthy decisions, even despite knowing better, right? We, can, we all know more or less like what's healthy. Yes, there are different versions of like what diet is good for you and like what makes sense for you. But generally speaking, we all have a pretty good idea of like what is and isn't healthy. It's not the information often that's the barrier to our success. It is the follow through. It's these motivations that have us making choices despite our knowing better, right? And there's a lot more going on under the hood that influences our decision making. It's not just about the information. It's like how we feel. It's our emotions. It's our old habits. It's our childhood conditioning. It's our relationship with food. How did we grow up? Maybe we learn to look to food for certain, uh, to, for comfort in different ways. Yep. Um, the other people in our lives and how like the environment that we live in and what's just readily available. Right. And so because of all this, what we often overlook entrepreneurs, people who are committed to their growth, like that's why I love entrepreneurs. Everybody's committed to their growth. Mm -hmm. But what we often overlook is like the bat, the baseline, the foundation of our success, of our health, of our wellness, your health, your wellness is baseline. So if you, everybody remembers Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's like, um, it's a, it's a psychological and a, and an emotional um, theory that's predicated on fulfilling human needs and priority from bottom up culminating in self-actualization at the very top at the bottom of that, of that, of that pyramid is your health. So no matter how successful you get in other areas of your life, if you don't solve for this piece or at least like work on it in a committed and open way, you're quite literally always going to be weighed down by this. It's, it's inescapable. You can't be successful without also being successful in with your, like with your health. Right. It ultimately will catch up to you and you'll often be living with it in an unhealthy and unproductive way where you're like looking to food to fill something or like you're constantly reaching for things or you just feel out of alignment within your body or just gross or tired or exhausted, right? It shows up and manifests in so many ways beyond just weight. It like quite literally weighs on you like existentially and mentally and emotionally, right? So it's for all those reasons. If we don't you know, if we, if we don't focus on that baseline, our, that, that, that our wellness, our well-being, then um, one, you're always going to live with that and that sucks and that's uncomfortable. But two, you won't actually be freed up to create all that you want to create in the world. And so what I really think of with my work is like, we are providing freedom to be your best self because this core level is integral to you going and accomplishing everything else in life, even if it doesn't feel directly um, responsible for that sort of thing. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And in, and to add to that, so you, you touched on a lot of things there, but what the things that resonate with me as an entrepreneur is that yes, we have grown our team and yes, now I feel 
because I'm a caregiver by nature, I feel somewhat responsible for the lives of not just me and my family, but I have all these people that work for us and do such a good job and they have families and children. So if something happens to me and this all goes away, that's going to hurt them for some period of time as well. So um, being healthy for that purpose is important, but even on a higher level, um, I, I can't, you know, you, you, I want to be here. My children are 11. So if I want to be here to see them graduate from high school and then see them get married or whatever they choose and maybe have children of their own, if I want to see them through all of that. And I wasn't, I didn't have kids when I was 20. I had kids when I was 36. Mm. So I'm, I'm an old mommy. And so I have to take care of myself so that I can see my children live that, you know, see them through those stages in their life where they may need more help. I would like that. You can't control everything. But what I can control is what I put in my mouth. If I think about it and if I, you know, and really get real with why I like ice cream. So, yeah. <laughs> so it really, it, it, all that you said resonates with me on many, many levels. And you're also right that. If I really want to take this business to the next level, if I really want to get to this mark or this mark financially or just the reach of our business, I have to have more energy. And if I don't have more energy and if I don't have the ability to uh, work a little bit harder here and there, then we're never going to get there. So yeah. you're right about all those things. Yeah. And it's also just feeling like, so one energized because you're giving your body what it needs and like you're opened up, you know, less inflammation, uh, your body's like running on, like burning its own fat versus like constantly depending on sugar, which evens out your energy levels, your blood sugar levels, which energy, which stabilizes your mood. Like all of that is, is very, is like, is, will get you well beyond where anybody is right now. But also it's this preoccupation with, food or eating or dieting, or I should, I should be doing this. How many of us like walk around saying, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should be doing this. And so often, I mean, if the dieting industry is any indication, a lot of people are thinking about what they should be eating and how they shouldn't have done that or shit, that sucks. I wish I had done that. You know, it's like, Oh, it's Monday morning. I had time to start over again. That weekend got out of control. Like so many people live in this unhealthy, unproductive mental state of, I should be doing this better. I should be doing that. Or what's that diet again? Or what's that new fat? Or I'm going to commit for 30 days. And like, we just be, we have these constant, incessant conversations with ourselves that once that piece is removed too, you are quite literally so freed up creatively. Like Mm -hmm. I don't worry about, am I going to be doing this thing? Am I going to be doing this thing? Is this the right food? Is that the right food? Can I get back on track? Like my mom was just visiting this weekend and we ate a little bit off plan. We got, uh, we went, we got, we went um, to sushi on, on Saturday night, which is great. And I ate way more rice than I normally do. And then we got some fried tempura. I even had a beer with the sake. Oh my God. Right. <gasps> beer. I, I, I preached that not to do that, but I did. I, I don't. And, not like I'm so special, but I don't fear that now on Sunday morning, everything is ruined or like I should sabotage myself. I don't have those mind games about I ought to be doing this better or should I be, have done that or whatever. So when that stuff is freed, is clear, you've cleared, you've broken through that, you're just quite literally freed up to be with so much more productive work and creativity within yourself that um, you don't really get in touch with until you make those breakthroughs and you're like, wow. I like, 
I was obsessing about that stuff before and now I'm so much more open. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is so much nicer to feel that freedom and just, it is a skill, skill development. We all need to learn. We all need to relearn how to eat and how to fuel our bodies. And, and it's been great. So I talked a minute ago, or right back in the beginning, I talked about uh, taking pictures of my food. Mm. What's different about your approach? We've talked about skill development a lot, but what are some of the things you have people do that help them with all of this? Cool. Yeah. So it's a, okay. So great question. Um, at a macro level, there are a few things that I just want to get super clear. Like one, I don't believe in rapid weight loss. Like, so if like you, if you want to lose as much weight as quickly as possible, then I'm probably just not your guy because that's, that's the old way of going and, and approaching your diet and your health. Right. So right. success is an evolution. That's why I call the company evolution eats. Uh, success is, an evolution. It, you, you can't play Mozart on day one, despite wanting to play Mozart on day one. Your success is um, something that you evolve with over time. And number two, because of that, there's a lot more that's going on under the hood that affects our decision making than just the food itself, just the diet alone. So I teach, coach and write a lot about the psychology, the mindset, um, strategy and the habits around eating and not just about like weight loss hacks, right? So that's really important. The psychology, the mindset, the emotions, the habits around eating because um, you can't dismiss any one part of yourself. Everything, when you're, when you're developing a new skill, like everything, um, everything has an impact on everything else that you do and that everything that's going on internally has an impact on how you externalize that out in the world. So we can't just look at the diet and say that alone is like enough information to account for your success because there's all this other stuff going on over here. So uh, there are a few major principles that we really believe in that, um, that Val, I'm not, and I don't even know if we said, if we made this clear, but yes, you, you are participating in our, in our group coaching program. Yep. And that's how we got to know each other mm -hmm. and you are awesome. So part of that is that you're taking photos of what you're eating at every meal. And it's not so that uh, I, Daniel, or my, any of my team members can like call you an idiot if you choose the ice cream sundae <laughs> over the salad or, or whatever, right? Like it's not about judging judgment or, you know, uh, meathead in the, in the gym, like with his, with his, with his pad, like, like banging on the, banging on the pad. It's nothing about that. It's about you practicing the habit of making healthy choice after healthy choice over and over and over again. Right. If we, if we remove all of the wishes and the wants from this of like, I want to lose weight and I want to feel really good and all that great, great stuff. If we remove that and we focus basically on what would have me, what are the lead measures that have me produce those outcomes that I'm looking for? Like it's great to want to lose weight if you have a lot of weight to lose or even some weight to lose, that's fine. But we can't control our weight coming off. Like I can't will myself into losing weight. What I can control are my choices. And so what did you say before? You can control what you put in your mouth. So what we're doing is practicing the habit of making healthy choice after healthy choice over and over and over again. And one way that we as a company and as a program measure that is by having you take photos of what you're eating so that, and there's 
So one, it's a, it's a, it's, it gives you the practice of like being mindful of what you're mm-hmm. eating. Right. Um, that's really important because if you're taking a photograph, that means that, well, you're committing to eating this thing. Right. And so if you're committing to eating this thing, I bet that over time, even without anybody's feedback, uh, you would want that photo to look good, right? Which would play on a lot of other things. That means you have to put some thought into how did I get this food? Um, did I have to go prepare it? Did I have to order out somewhere? Like over time, it creates a routine of consistency that you can rely upon. When you're taking photos of your food, you're being mindful about it. And when you're being mindful about it, now you're being strategic about it, which means you actually have to plan this stuff out. And this sounds so basic and simple, but for entrepreneurs or anybody who's super busy, uh, we often use time and busyness as an excuse for us for our being healthy. So we often lead a reactive life where we're just reacting to our momentary hunger. It's like, oh, it's two o'clock. I didn't eat lunch. Oh, well, my, my friend is going out to the pizza place. I'll go follow him or shit. I'm really hungry. I'm going to go scavenge in the cupboard now or the, or, the, or the fridge at work just to see what's around. How often do we do that? So this is about being proactive, leading a proactive way of life. So when you're being mindful about your choices, it's not just the, fo- the photograph right there, right then and there. It's what that's saying about you. I'm living a proactive way of, mm-hmm. um, of choosing. Also, it's really scary and hard to share photos of your food with strangers. And um, it's even harder when you're not, when you're, when you're eating something that isn't uh, like the healthiest of options, right? Right. It's really hard to make yourself vulnerable during those moments. And um, by us, you know, it's on us to create an environment and a culture where it's totally cool for you to be yourself and that there really is no judgment ever. But even still, it's very hard to be vulnerable and to share that sort of thing, especially if you have any sort of loaded history with overeating or, or emotional eating or, or just being overweight or whatever in general. Um, so when you, can, when you can develop the practice of like being honest and transparent with what's going on, good, bad, right, wrong, all those contexts that we live within, and you can share what's happening. That is such a breakthrough because it has you now approaching this process of your life in a whole new way. Forever before it was an intimate, private, personal experience of you eating food. And now it's you sharing this with a group or a coach or both, Mm -hmm. depending on how we work together. Um, And that, that sharing, that externalizing, that letting go is such a game changer because it has you understand like literally not just intellectually, but emotionally understand that you don't have to do this alone and it's okay to not be perfect all the time, right? Because it's, it's quite literally not possible to be perfect all the time. You're not going to make a healthy choice a hundred out of a hundred times or a million out of a million times. Life Mm -hmm. is going to happen. You're not even going to want to, you're going to purposely want to go off plan sometimes. So how can we, how can we, um, share our experience of the world in a way that has us feeling like, oh, we're okay, we're good enough, we're everything that we need to be, even if I'm not making a healthy choice. Mm-hmm. That is massive. So that coming from a place of support and partnership and team versus like this private kind of uh, shameful experience. Like, and I'm, I'm making these gestures because I grew up as a over, a, a, not a binge eater, but I I binged a lot and I had a very emotional relationship with food, certainly addicted to food. Um, my mom, Italian woman, God bless her heart. She saturated me with love and I got a lot of love thrown my way and I was an only child and both of my parents worked full time. So I had to entertain myself. So I developed a very, what I call abundance relationship with food. And even after I cleaned up my diet years later, and we can 
we can or don't have to talk about that story. But even after I cleaned up my diet years later, I noticed that um, those old tendencies from childhood where I would look to food because it made me feel really comfortable and warm or because I was bored and lonely and like needed to just do something. And so food became a way that I would entertain myself, right? It was a very dependable friend in that regard. It would always lift me up. It was very dependable. And that word is key. It's dependable and it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even years later, after I cleaned up my diet, it would became this, you know, there'd be moments where I would like, do the old patterns. I would like order tons of food and because I was like stressed or lonely or I just like didn't want to deal with shit. And, uh, and like it becomes this private experience where I'm like standing in the kitchen. I'm not even enjoying myself. I'm like standing in my kitchen, just like shoving food in my mouth. And if, if you can get beyond that moment and take a photo and share that with somebody else, that alone is such a breakthrough, right? Because like of all the emotional stuff and because it's likely that you'll probably like over time, maybe not in that exact moment, but developing that practice over and over and over again, you'll come to realize that you can actually come to reach for support before uh, resorting to that act. And that is massive. That is huge. That is like the big, big, big takeaway. You can come come from a place of support and ask for help before you resort to the thing that's predictable and dependable and feels really good until it doesn't feel really good. So zip it. I've talked a lot there. That's just from taking photos of food. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? And the whole, the whole thing together as, as much as it sounds like a lot, it's a simple act that helps you want to plan ahead and it helps the people around you. If you share it with your family and you say, well, look, I got to take a picture of this real quick. And the kids start catching on that you're taking a picture of your food and your husband starts catching on that you're taking a picture of that. And he says, you want to take a picture of that? You, or would you rather eat this? Um, you know, so those are the kinds of things as you let your family in on, or, you know, if you, if you're with kids and husband and, and, and also, you know, when we do order out because the kids still can have a pizza, I don't care if they have friends over, but ordering less food Instead of trying to feed an army that doesn't exist, trying to feed just those four kids, which is kind of an army, but anyway, and me over here having something else because that is definitely not something I want to take a picture of, um, that really helps. It helps. It has saved a ton of, it saved money. I I mean, I got to say, instead of ordering $50 worth of food because we're a big family, I can order $20 worth of food and say, there you go, kids. And I'm over here with my banana and my whatever that I would prefer at this point because mm-hmm. it just, I don't want to eat a piece of pizza. It's gross. So, you know, so it, it helps in a million different ways. Um, so let me, let's, let's end this way. It, are there three top things that you would recommend for an entrepreneur who wants to get control of their diet and their lifestyle, who wants to learn more about this process? Yeah. So three, so just, uh, I'm super clear, like three, three strategies that they can use immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So, uh, number one is absolutely, we call this eat enough of the good stuff. Load your day with three healthy meals, (laughs) breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This sounds so simple and basic, but most people, especially entrepreneurs who kind of make up their own schedule, don't do this. Three healthy meals focus on having a protein source at every meal, 
uh, healthy fat like avocado or olive oil or even like grass-fed butter. And we can go into the specifics of like what is and isn't a, a healthy diet. Uh, but for right now, three healthy meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, focus on a protein source, a fat source, and make make time to create it, whether that means actually prepare it yourself for one week or to look ahead to the restaurants or the delivery service that you're going to get it from. Train that habit for one week of having each meal prepared for, whether you're going to prepare it or order in. So that's actually two habits. Eat enough of the good stuff and be mindful about your preparation. Prepare it, plan it, prepare it, and have it. Have it on you. Your level of success will skyrocket when the healthy food is actually there in front of you versus you having to make another choice to having to, to go get it. It's really hard to do that when there's so much coming at us. So those two are uh, first and foremost. Uh, the next would be to, here's a good one, go for a walk after dinner. Ah. For me... I tend to overeat at night and having done this work for five years now, I see in my clients a tendency for a lot of people to overeat at night because our willpower is depleted. We're tired. There's other people around. If we live with other people or if we live by ourselves, then there's nobody around and (laughs) I can finally blow off steam. Like all those old stories that we've been telling ourselves. And so even if we're eating a healthy meal for dinner, uh, for me and for people I've seen, that eating typically triggers the desire to eat more and then that can spiral out of control, right? So going for a walk after dinner quite literally removes you from eating, uh, removes you from the kitchen, it removes you from all those thoughts of like want of like self-care or like, like, like stress relief or comfort food, right? Like which, which, which have us often wanting to eat more, even though we're not hungry. So it, it distances you from all that. And when you're walking and Val, you do this often when we're on our group coaching calls, mm-hmm. like you feel really good about yourself. You're like, I'm the sort of person who's walking. I'm, I'm yeah. making this happen for myself. And it's so easy to do that. We very smart people say that's stupid. That won't work. And we kind of like write things off because we're into like, we intellectually know better. Oh, I know that that would, that's good. But like that won't, that won't work for me. No, no, no. When you're actually doing it, you're like, holy shit, this is so easy. And it feels really good. And now I'm, when you practice that over and over and over again, you become the sort of person who goes for a walk after a meal because you know that that will help you stop eating. And because now you're like creating time and space for yourself when I, you probably have a, like a very overloaded and flooded work life where work is like always flooding into other areas of your life. So it just gives you time and space to be with yourself in a meaningful and productive way. And it only has to be like a 10 or 15 minute walk. I'm not talking about two hours here. And when you practice that habit over and over and over again, you start to realize more and more and more that you are in control. Your success is always one choice away. It's as simple as going for a walk after dinner. It absolutely is. And those are the three best tips of all time. And some people will be like, oh, well, I should skip lunch and have a big do that. No, no, no. Don't skip anything. Don't skip anything. Just eat the three big meals and, uh, and the healthy meals. Healthiest, healthy as you, like you said, we all know how to get healthy stuff. And you know what? The other thing occurs to me is this. 
that there are freshlies and plated and there's a million things out there that are available to order online. So if you don't have time to meal prep or, or think about what's going on, get on a service like that. Have it delivered to your house. It's healthy stuff. There's a million choices now. It used to be just plated. Now there's a thousand different things you can order. So yeah. those are all, there's no excuses for not being able to plan ahead at this point. You can plan ahead, even if it's delivery. So um, I, literally, I, I literally invite you to put you, whoever's watching, who's like, oh, that's take time. Put it in your Google calendar, whatever calendar, yeah. make it like your, your healthy time. An hour or two hours of preparation for an entire week of success, that's all it takes. I, quite literally, that's all it takes. And then maybe a few minutes each and every day to put it together. But that, it's all it takes. It really doesn't have to be that hard, but it does take some concentration and effort. The most important things in life require effort. And you know that, Mr. and Mrs. Entrepreneur, you definitely know that it requires effort. And that's not a bad thing. That's right. And taking care of yourself is a number one most important. So we all need to get on that bandwagon and start learning what's going on up here a little bit. So Daniel, I am going to make sure everybody has your website address cool. and all of the other good things that they can become a part of and start looking at that. I mean, you have Facebook groups that are free, that are open, that people can learn. Um, you have um, information that people can get started and read about you, the book you've written and all of the stuff that goes along with that. So we'll put all that out there for everybody. And then if they want more information or want to get a little more serious, like Valerie V, then they can also talk to you about all of that stuff. So, and Daniel's very approachable and his team is very approachable. So there's no reason not to reach out if you have questions. I have yeah. found that they're very, very nice, every one of them. So thank you, Daniel. I appreciate you being on the show and helping us as entrepreneurs be more healthy. And uh, we hope some people will take your advice and get on board with this. So thank you very much. Thank you, Val. I really appreciate you, uh, you having me on. And for anybody who, who, heard or, who heard anything or saw anything in this conversation for you, yeah, we'll put all the links for all the, all the stuff. You can get, you'll read through the book that I wrote. It's very, it's, it's quick, but it gives you everything that we talked about in, in, in long form, juicy detail. And if you are interested in like learning more about what we do, the sort of coaching that we do, just um, write, write me an email that says Val V in the subject line. And I'll have either I or my assistant will flag that down. Cause we do really, we just, this whole, all this work is about relationships and conversations. So mm -hmm. Um, we would be, we would love to have that conversation without any obligation, just as a way to explore, just put Val V in the subject line and, um, we'll, yeah. we'll find you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Tom. Or, thank you, Daniel. I'm here. I'm, I'm calling you all three of your names. Daniel like Thomas, all right. We got three Daniel names. Thomas, We're going to get one of them. It's all good. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Val. Bye.